Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. My name is Samuel Warden. I am one of the hosts. The Vineyard Collective Podcast has been created to have everyday conversations with people. It's a chance where we get to slow down, have conversations about creativity, healing, prophetic, whatever it is, you name it, we'll talk about it. So come join us. We love you guys. We'll see you on the podcast. Hey, what's up? Today, I got to catch up with Di Lehman, one of our founding pastors. We're talking about redeeming the prophetic. So here she is. Di, what's up? Welcome hey. to the podcast. I'm excited. You know, this is one of my favorite topics. And I think we're in a season where the prophetic definitely needs redeeming. <laughs> so um, we have a redeemer. Yeah. And I'm confident he's going to get the job done. So yeah, yeah I'm excited to talk about and it. This isn't your first time on the podcast. You were on the very first, very early episodes. That's right. Um, yes. Helping us get this thing going and because dies <laughs> awesome. Um, not everyone might not know you that's watching yeah. this. So I know a couple other churches are watching. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. I know right. you, found, you founded our amazing church with your yeah. husband, Hap. Yeah, but Happy yeah. and I. Um, we call that our biggest Holy Spirit stumble because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was getting a, a PhD in education. I wanted to be a professor. Happy he had wow. his finance degree and he promised me he'd be a millionaire. By age 30. And then the. <laughs> of course he did. If you know half, of course he did. <laughs> uh, the Lord interrupted. You know, we have a whole story of, you know, divine interruption, getting healed, yeah. and the Lord birthing the church. Yeah. And that was over 40 some years ago. Wow. And it, we're still here today mm -hmm. and thanking God and now enjoying watching you younger leaders. That's one of our passions is yeah. just seeing you grow up into the Lord and mm -hmm. embrace. The vision we had and take it farther. So yeah. um, that's yeah. amazing. And your daughter Julie is yes. a senior pastor now yes. with her husband Mike. And yes, you have other kids. How many more do you yep. have? So four sons. And Hap offered each of them the church first. <laughs> they all said no. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, we've always had a history of yeah. blessing uh, women in leadership. Yeah, uh, we don't believe God's too concerned with gender. Right. He uh, gifts. Yeah. And that's irrespective of male or female. So we're yeah. pretty excited that he continued that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I think that's even that culture where you said there's like mm -hmm. women in leadership. I think it's so easily overlooked. Yes. I, I know I overlook it because I see yeah. it so common in our church. I know. But then we get other people that come and they're like, how many women do you have on staff? And I'm like, oh, yes. Uh, um, yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should well, be. I mean, but, we're talking about prophecy today. Yeah. So one of my favorites from yeah. the scripture is Acts 2, yeah. where the Holy Spirit was poured out and poured out for the very first time, day mm -hmm. of Pentecost, on men and women, mm -hmm. you know, male and female. Right. And they all might prophesy. Mm. And so Jesus was, you know, yeah. establishing the culture of the church wow. that he was birthing. And that was, hey, it's men and women together and yeah. they all can prophesy. They all can speak yeah. the heart of God. I mean, we legitimately have two other women in our in our studio that are on staff. Like, and they're both very gifted leaders right. and they're young. And prophetic. Like, and very prophetic. <laughs> you know? Yes. So this is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. You know, I'm going to brag on Di for a second. She... This is a legacy that I think all of us young leaders like honestly long to have. And it, you guys have always been so willing to share the the falls as much as yeah. the success. Because I think a lot of pastors will be like, here's our success, but you're like, this is where we missed it. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the biggest qualities that I admire because yes, I'm not willing you. to follow people who only tell me their success. I'm like, I want to know your failures. Yes, so I don't do them. <laughs> you know, like I don't yeah, want to do what you, what you did wrong. That's good. Well, failure is one of the best teachers yeah. by far. And... 
uh, failure is your friend. Yeah. That's very difficult for someone. Uh, I'm an Enneagram three and failure. Kirsten, are is, you an Enneagram yeah, three? I mean, failure is a no, no. <laughs> so this has been a long journey, but, yeah. uh, you know, failure doesn't surprise God. Just yeah. read the Bible. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. yeah. See so, all the failures. Yeah. And if we could be perfect, we wouldn't need a, a redeemer. Yeah. So uh, we've had a lot of mishaps mm-hmm. in regards to the prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that. Di. Okay. I think this is probably going to be a little bit longer of a podcast. So if you need to pause, get some coffee, because <laughs> this is this is a topic that I think is very relevant. And maybe Tess will tell us you need to do a part two. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But, Redeeming the prophetic. This is 2021, mm-hmm. 2020. Um, it was intense. I look at it like the Lord really sh- uh, revealed some things, yeah. and um, we've all had to walk through a lot of things. But when you hear the phrase, "die redeeming the prophetic, what comes to mind? Someone who's been this, you founding pastor for 40 years, mm-hmm. you're still doing the stuff, yeah. you're still raising up young women. You're st- what does that sound like to you, redeeming the prophetic? Just that title. What does it mean to you? The first thing it means to me is I've been around this mountain before. Mm. And so let me just back up and say, we fully embrace the gift of prophecy. Yeah. You know, we mm. believe everybody can prophesy. Yeah. We believe in a speaking God. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible. Yeah. And while right. it's getting more popular, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's still some people who would argue <laughs> with that. Okay. So particularly those of us who've yeah. been uh, filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. yes, we, you know... All of us can prophesy. Yeah. Now, in our journey uh, as a church, mm-hmm. we've had different seasons of embracing the prophetic, seeing the prophetic really flourish. Um, we're part, of course, the larger yeah. vineyard movement. Right. And so in the late 80s, early 90s, we uh, began to follow and partner with uh, the prophetic ministry mm-hmm. out of Kansas City. And yeah. to this day, we're still good friends with yeah. uh, Mike and Diane Bickle. So, you know, this is not in any way a criticism of that. Yeah. Well, that introduced a whole different dimension of the prophetic mm-hmm. in the vineyard. Yeah. We had not so much been into foretelling. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did more forthtelling. Can you explain the difference real quick? Yeah, so, I think that might be new to some okay, people. Okay, so prophecy can be forth telling where mm-hmm. I'm calling forth the gold in okay. you. I'm going, wow, Daniel, I see God has put mm-hmm. in you a passion, mm-hmm. a passion for Jesus that has been lit by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I really do see that. Right. So yeah. um, I'm calling forth the gold. Mm-hmm. So I'm encouraging you. Yeah. I, I might even correct you a, mm-hmm. a little bit, right. direct you. Okay, That's then a play on words, direct, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then there's, you can do that anytime, by the way. Okay. Please do. <laughs> then, no, I can get very parental, which I have to watch Please out. do. That's yeah. how I receive. I oh, like okay. straightforward, hey, Samuel, yeah. do this. Okay. You know. um, well, then there is the foretelling mm-hmm. where you are telling about things that are going to come in the future. And yeah. that's very biblical too. Yeah. So, but that's a different dimension. And so. Yeah. I feel like that can be where you lean in like too much the Lord said, where you're like, yes. did he? <laughs> like, I, I know yeah. it sounds bad, but like, you've got to be careful. you got to be careful. And like it's very important, the audience that that's delivered to. Yes. So, I mean, we always had rules, like no foretelling of, you you're know, giving birth. Yeah, marriages <laughs> yes, right. or... or uh, you're uh, having a boy. No, or, I'm not. <laughs> having babies or, you know. Um, anyway, but, and so that's just a one-on-one mm-hmm. foretelling. But I'm talking like, if you're going to speak forth a future mm-hmm. happening and you're speaking at say in a meeting of 500 yeah. a thousand 
whoa, that's a whole different level of accountability, right. discernment, mm-hmm. way. Okay, well, it, as part of this movement, there were some pretty profound foretelling right. about what God was going to do and how mm-hmm. he was going to move and the revival he was going to bring. Yeah, And the truth is pretty much a very small percentage of it happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I understand there's like nuances. Right. Major disappointment. Yeah. A lot of fallout. A lot of hurt. A lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of confusion. Yeah. And, and coming through that, we learned some very painful lessons. Mm. And if you didn't choose to learn the lesson, you just abandoned prophecy altogether, which wow. happened. Yeah. It happened in the movement. Okay. So when I say I've been around this mountain before, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we have been through a season where there was so much excitement about the prophetic, mm-hmm. and then it just collapsed. Collapsed. <laughs> okay. Right. And the fallout for us mm-hmm. as a church was we then just decided pretty much to confine prophetic to just encouragement. Words of encouragement. Yeah, and yep. that was good. Yeah. And so we've trained people mm-hmm. how to give words yeah. of encouragement. And I love even our youth do that. Mm-hmm. Our, even our, you know, five and six year olds. Right. That's huge. Yeah. So we we did that. We've done prophetic encouragement. What people don't know, probably we don't make it like announce this, mm-hmm. but in our inner staff meeting, mm-hmm. we stayed very tuned to the prophetic voice of God as to where to go, right. what's the Spirit doing. Right. But it's not like we stood up on Sundays and thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord to us, yeah. yeah. It was more, it's part of our culture mm-hmm. to stay in yeah. tune with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. not just, well, here's our sermons for a year. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Now let's enter into 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And of course... This is the era of where many of our people, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm not like blaming anyone, yeah. but in some ways they're being more pastored yeah. by the YouTube channel than mm-hmm. they are by us, yep. which is kind of unfortunate because our whole life is an open book. Yeah. We have faithfully done mm-hmm. what we've done. You yeah. know like everything there is basically to know about us, yeah. and we're still here, and we're still loving the Lord. Yeah. And, yeah. It's been like... I feel like it's been easy to be over preached and under practiced. Absolutely. Like you, we watch a lot of pre, like preaches. Yeah, I, I watch a lot. Yeah, yeah we so all that, do, but we don't see a lot of practice because no. all you see is the video, the 30 well, minute right. clip of yeah. whatever they say, you know, which is not bad. Yeah. But And it's kind of hard to call that YouTube prophet or yeah. pastor when you're in the hospital or, you know, you know, <laughs> and I've anyway. got a million followers, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> I'm in the hospital. <laughs> but my whole point is, Many of us, and I'm going to mm. say us, not just yeah. you. I'm going to say I'm us. A, yeah. Wow, there was a ton of prophetic buzz mm-hmm. about the election. Yep. And it's very well documented. Yep. It's it was very intoxicating, mm-hmm. and it well, you know, it's still going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh. I'll just name some names yeah. because these are people I actually respect. So yeah. if you follow the prophetic- uh, Or friends of our house that we uh, know. You yeah. Know? I mean, one, several that are yeah. very, very um, influential mm-hmm. uh, would be Chris Ballatin mm-hmm. from Bethel. Love that man. Yeah. yeah. And he has a proven track record in the prophetic. Which is like, it's amazing, a proven track record. Yeah. He's- You know? Um, another one that 
many of us have followed is Jeremiah Johnson, mm-hmm. and he has a proven track record. And of course, both of uh, these men prophesied Trump's reelection. Right. Okay. Well, obviously, Trump did not get reelected, right. although some people think that's still yeah. coming. Right. Okay. Um, both of them came out with mm-hmm. direct apologies. Mm-hmm. And um, said they missed it. Now, I need to tell you, never in my 40-some years of being involved with the prophetic have I ever heard Mm -hmm. a big-name, well-known prophetic person say, I was wrong. Wow. So, I mean... That just gives me chills thinking about it. Like I I, I was so excited because it's like, oh, my goodness. The prophetic is being redeemed. Mm. It's, I'm about there, to cry. That just hit my heart. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? There has <laughs> oh to goodness. be a death before yeah. there's a resurrection. Mm. And what there's has happened is I believe God is crucifying mm-hmm. a lot of the shenanigans. <sighs> yeah. Uh I, I don't I'm not gonna be as critical of, as Jeremiah Johnson himself as being uh, mm-hmm. And this is something maybe we'll put in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking right now, and it's February 2021. Yeah. But he's currently running on YouldTube a a uh, instructive class, so yeah. to speak. They're about 30 minutes each called "I Was Wrong." Mm. And he is detailing how he first received the prophetic word, uh, and he's been super accurate. Like, wow. Like. Unbelievably yeah. accurate, and then the whole process of realizing where he missed it. Mm. I mean, how instructive is that? I mean, that oh. I can't even like that. Legitimately sets up the prophetic to be more tangible than it's ever been. Oh, I, I'm like, this is good, and he's super humble. Yeah, wow. And he's telling his own story and what he's learned. The backlash, and of course, anybody can uh, you can just Google this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, the backlash has been thousands upon thousands of hate mail. Death threats. Oh, I'm sure. Um, of course, people have pulled their support, but he's more convinced than ever, and I mm. give him a ton of credit. I mean, God wow. is redeeming redeeming his ministry yeah. and redeeming him, and mm. not without pain. Um, yeah. And and so I highly recommend those who were, if you were in that whole milieu of yeah. the Trump prophecies, right. and many right. of our church weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They 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 were like, no, oh, I you know either yeah. I'm not that republic I'm not that party or yeah. I don't care but if you were and you're confused I want to challenge you to listen yeah. to what Jeremiah is saying and he's written some of it down yeah. too so. I think ugh, I could take this a thousand different yeah, ways Yeah I know point. wherever oh, the Holy goodness. Spirit wants to take it I, I don't want to spend all the time on yeah. that No yeah. but you you said something that is not talked about so I'm kind of the guy that watches a lot of videos and yeah. I study a lot of people I'm I tell uh Mike so I'm an observer yeah. Like before I ask a question, I watch your life. Yeah. So before I've ever probably asked you or have a question, I've watched your legacy. Yeah. I'm like, I want to ask these questions. The thing that you said was in your 40-something years of doing this, you have not seen anyone say I was wrong, mm-hmm. repent. Maybe why? they have. I, or publicly uh, like this. Yeah, publicly. What's the why? Why do there's – to me, there's something in us that doesn't want to say that. Doesn't want to say, hey, I actually missed it. Because when I watched Chris, I mean, he was emotional. I am so sorry that I said, like, 
the my honor and respect level went from here mm-hmm. to like here. Yes. And I don't care if it gets wrong again because I'm like, dude, I have so much respect for you. Why don't people, or even when it's just one-on-one, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't. Why don't we say sorry or why don't we repent? What's the, what's the narrative in the prophetic that says you can't do that or you shouldn't do that? That's a lie. Well, I, I know what the root sin is. It's the same one that, you know, gets us all, and it's pride. Mm. And, you know, pride it has a thousand rationalizations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so I know, and there is, there, there is, and I think there's a legitimate hesitancy mm-hmm. uh, of like quickly jumping on and going, oh, well, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I think the timing is a huge element right. in the prophetic. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always got the- Waiting and yeah, watching. Right. You've got, it's, you know, you declare it and then it has to be interpreted. It has mm-hmm. to be applied. Right. So you know, there's always those different phases. But so I, I understand like people don't want, you know, it's like, no, I mean, I, it could be a test from the yeah. Lord, but- Okay, I'll just give you an example of like again back when we as a movement mm-hmm. uh, were very much involved in the prophetic. Uh, it was prophesied that there was going to be a third Pentecost. Mm. It was going to happen in England mm. on a certain date. Okay. Um, okay. Happy, along with uh, happy, my husband, along with hundreds of other people flew to England for this meeting. Okay. It was a big vineyard meeting. And um, I stayed home with five kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. His win was your uh, win. I did forgive him. No. <laughs> Hap, really? <laughs> I didn't do enough already with these five? But the weird thing is all of us who stayed home, I mean, we legit yeah. were fasting. Wow. I'm talking like- So this was huge. Real fasting. This was huge. Not just I'm giving up- Up TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like we weren't eating. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. And, and it's a long story. Mm. It's actually documented historically. Yeah. There basically was no third Pentecost. Mm. There, there was an okay meeting, right? And you know how we You'd all go tried home to and go. Say, that was good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I think the Lord was really. It's like yeah. the truth is what we all heard was mm. going to happen didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the the hesitancy then to like uh, like you couldn't say well, but actually God meant no. You missed it. Yeah. Like there are times when it's obvious you missed it. Th- the the yeah. time came yeah. <laughs> and went, and, and it didn't happen. Here it was. Happen. It's gone. Yeah. Other things are much more yeah. nebulous. Yeah, and yeah. of course, I mean that's the entire Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The prophetic voices, you know, right. off, they were talking about the coming of Jesus, right. and you know, those weren't realized in their day, mm-hmm. and so for them to be accused of, yeah, oh, you're a false prophet. Right. Well. You know, you have to give it a few hundred thousand years, yeah. you know, or whatever. So I think in redeeming the prophetic, I think ownership is huge. Yes, like, it is. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I, I had to do this to someone. I um I gave him the prophetic word. I was fifty percent right. Oh. So I said, Hey, you know what? That other fifty, I yeah. don't know where I missed it, but I'm gonna go ask the Lord because yeah. I was like, That's on me. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you know, thank you for the fifty, you know. I was like, Great. Not only do I think it's huge that we have ownership, but I feel like we have to break the culture down of the church that we like publicly crucify people. Because I think what happens is, and this is just me, when you see that, you go, I don't want to be in that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be 
wrong, but I don't want to be the person that's like publicly crucifying people who've gotten it wrong. Yeah. So how do in the church world, as we redeem stuff, die, how do we as church culture shift from going like, well, you're wrong and that's yeah. why I don't want yeah. it. Yeah. So we're, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Like you missed it. Thank you yeah. for owning it. Let's move on. How do we shift that in a church that's culture? That's a good question. I have a couple ideas. First of all, uh, again, the vineyard, mm-hmm. part of our DNA is we have a culture where it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. So already, like you can pray for somebody and if they don't get healed, it's yeah. not like I failed, I failed. And so we do have a culture and it's a high value mm-hmm. that we let people, the results are up to God. So yeah. we already have that. But in regards to the prophetic, in order to develop that culture, of course, it has to be modeled. Mm-hmm. It has to be modeled from the leaders. Right. But I think there's a bunch of back work that has to be done. And this is where I'm excited, I think, is mm-hmm. we plan about how we're going to move forward yeah. and include more of the youth. Yep. Um, the reality is there is so much biblical illiteracy in the body of Christ, including our own church. And, I mean, that blame is on You me. might as well go ahead and preach at this yeah. point. Yeah, okay. Like, so, <laughs> goodness. Okay, so right away you're setting people up to fail yeah. because— you, they don't even know the Bible. Right. So, who's at, Daniel again? Yeah, who's right, Moses yeah, again? Right. So, <laughs> um. at, and I believe, you know, we yeah. need immerse people yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Um, and not just the Bible, but, you know, we need, so we need that type of training. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've been talking about this for a couple years and, uh, Vineyard Northwest yep. in Cincinnati, Van Cochran, mm-hmm. they run a school of the prophetic. Yeah. And we've been talking with Micah Turnbow, who's who Love leads Micah. that school. We do too. And getting some ideas from him. And he has a website, uh, I think it's called beholdwonder.com. Yep. He's also on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that can be found probably in I the show notes. I love hearing his stories with Angel and Oh, yeah. It cracks me up, yeah. some of the stories that he has. No, I love it. <laughs> he's the real deal. Oh, yeah. Now, what I love is... His school has, you know, a a three pronged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a trajectory, but okay. it it or maybe I should say it's more of a circle. And it's training people first of all to behold, mm-hmm. because if prophetic is not anchored in intimacy with the Father, mm-hmm. okay, you're already off to the wrong. Yeah. But, okay. I think I heard someone say if it's not anchored in intimacy, it leads to heresy. That there you go. I love that. Yeah. So. He has, first of all, his training involves learning to behold, which is Mm -hmm. just a fancy way of saying (laughs) grow in intimacy with the Lord. Secondly, it's become. Mm. And this is a huge factor. If we're going to have a healthy prophetic ministry that's Mm -hmm. actually going to do more than give encouraging words, we have to be training in character. Mm. We know we're a righteous, holy, blood-bought child of God. Mm -hmm. Fine. How do I live in the reality of that? Yeah. How there are rights, wrongs, yes, no, mm-hmm. good, evil. Yeah. And our culture is pretty turned upside down on all of that. Right. So training in character, training mm-hmm. in responding mm-hmm. in honesty and yeah. uh, you know, faithfulness. And, yeah. Okay, so you behold, that's the intimacy. Yep. You become, that's your character development. Then you declare. Mm. See, so your declaration of the prophetic yeah. is firmly rooted wow. in your intimacy with God mm. and his forming the character of Christ in you, then you can be much more assured. Yeah. Wow. That and failure is still going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think though, I think 
that what you just said, failure is still going to happen. In my mind, I think it's going to be. It won't be as much. Though. No, it won't. Because when you're when you're basing it out of character and intimacy, you're going yeah. like, whose gain is this word? Yeah. Mine or his? Yeah. Did I hear him correctly? Will it destroy that person? Yes. Like if I get yeah. it completely wrong? Yeah. Like or will if I get it right? Will it? So with redeeming, we've we've kind of covered like you know owning when you're wrong. Yes. Talking a little bit, yeah. touching a little bit on church culture. Let's talk about next generation. So if you don't yeah. know, my wife and I are the youth pastors um, <laughs> at the church. One of the things that I see is I see an amazing future. And I'm not just saying some youth for students. I could go on for hours on stories of students coming in, instantly hearing God's voice, yeah. all these things. But the key, though, is I don't want to have to redeem it again for them. Yes. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. That's why we need to get the school <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, I don't, I don't want to redeem it. I, like... I love that you said, I've been here before because mm-hmm. your heart is not to ever stay there. No. I know your heart. You're, yeah. I, I see you. You're like, yeah. I don't want to recreate this again. No. Let's not do it again. Like we had a different topic and you're like, let's do reading on the prophetic. I'm like, yeah. yes, God. Yeah. Like, you know, this is awesome. <laughs> but I don't want to see 18 year olds and under mm-hmm. go through this again. No. How do we, how do we, and this is probably the rest of this podcast conversation. <laughs> how do we do that? Like, how do we not repeat the same mountain? How do we not re- repeat the same path? Yeah. Well, knowing failures will still happen. Right. And I mean, if we could, you know, plan a path of perfection, we would. Right. Right. But uh, there, there's going to be, mm-hmm. and, and there's going to be a lots of, you know, bumps and, mm-hmm. but our heart is, again, not to make the same mistakes over. Right. You know, we might make different mistakes. Right. Well, I always, like to say, it starts with the home. Mm. Okay, so as good as you and Kirsten are as youth pastors, mm. or as our Kingdom Kids pastors yeah. are, or you know any of the people that work with kids, yeah, and even even college for that matter. Right. The reality is, we really need to make sure that. Mm-hmm. We are influencing the parents, that the parents right. are taking responsibility mm-hmm. for creating the ethos in their home right. that is leading to very healthy spirituality mm. with their kids. So yeah. Yeah, that's just one whole area. And that yeah. that's the whole responsibility. Yeah. What are some ways that parents can start doing that, though? Because I think... You know, I've talked to some parents who are like all on board yeah. and then they're like, where do I start? You know, yeah. like the, the fear hits like, yeah. I don't even do this. What are some ways, and we can list School of Kingdom Ministries, just what oh, you know, sure. our school, our church, you know, does or certain class, but how can they practically do that in the home? Because I think what what's intimidating about the prophetic is it's been made mystical for oh, yeah. years. Yeah. And I, I think our church and a lot of other churches have made it very practical. Like, actually, this is who we are. Yes. Yeah. Um, but how can we implement that? In our yeah. homes, what are some steps or practical tools? You say, "Hey, try this," or, yeah. I mean, tell me this. I'm trying to raise daughters and yeah. soon to be son, but like, <gasps> like of what to what to do. Yeah. So, well, I have several ideas. One one though that is a non negotiable, mm-hmm. and it's not just because I'm a pastor of a church. <laughs> is I don't understand parents who are lackadaisical about being involved in church mm. because you see this prophecy is for the you know. Yeah. The church where it's developed and then it's, you know, for the world too. But it's it's nurtured, it's developed in the culture of the church in addition to mm-hmm. the home. So right. commit to a church. But then yep. um, I think it's really important for parents to realize pretty much while baby is in utero, mm-hmm. 
they are already developing a spiritual consciousness mm. and you know you are singing to that baby you yeah. are prophesying over that baby you're reading the word to that baby mm-hmm. and you can get weird about that <laughs> my right. whole point is kids are a whole lot sharper spiritually than we ever give them credit for and i'm yeah. talking about babies wow. and then on up so yeah i know it's a different era for you mm-hmm. guys because you've got all the media. I mean, I see all right. my grandkids with the tablets and right. the, the switches <laughs> and the, I don't know. all the yeah, things. All the things which you can use to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I love that, and like you can use that to prophesy oh. over somebody. Oh yeah. Like we just had a junior high Fortnite night, and a new student came on, and Ty, Co, and all them were, were encouraging. Hey, dude, you're so welcome here. We're so thankful. I'm like. This is a form of prophecy. Yeah. They don't even know what this kid looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so it was genuine. That's it was so like, cool. it was purely yeah. genuine. I love that. Um, a thing that I heard die, I think um, Kirsten shared this video with me or something. Um, this guy named Dan McCollum. I don't know if he's at Bethel. Is he at Bethel or at Jesus Culture? Where is he at? Where is he at? <laughs> I'm, no, not. Okay. Huh? Vac- whatever that is, Vacaville. But oh, no. he does a lot of prophetic training and, yes, and worship yeah. stuff. And you probably know who he is. But. He said, um, what happens with parents is when your kid says, hey, I see a monster or something yeah. in the room, you say, oh, it's not there. Mm-hmm. So you instantly are shutting down the prophetic. Yes. Where they actually might be seeing a demon. And he said, so what you should ask is, where's the angel? Yeah. And so we've been doing that with kids. Like, That's where do you see awesome. this? And she'll be like, over there yeah. or over there. And um, I think it's very practical steps on redeeming very it. Very practical. much like whatever you have in your home, we have as a church. Is what I like to tell people. And you're just modeling, again, not to put pressure on parents, but yeah. parents, I'm putting pressure on you. <laughs> I think it needs yeah, to be put because, on Because, um, again, our kids are, they have so many influences, yeah. whether it's media or just neighbors or schools. And parents are modeling uh, right away. Oh, wait, I can't. I can't find my shoes. Mm. Okay, yeah. after well, where did you drop them? Blah blah blah. They're nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Let's yeah. get a word of knowledge. Some of the funniest stories in our family were <laughs> when. Um, I love it. So I remember this one distinctly. Uh, we had a basketball court in our backyard, uh-huh. and so all the like uh, teenagers are out there playing, and so they come in. And you know they raid my refrigerator and pantry, and it's <laughs> Our all good. Our fridge is full. Yeah, now it's empty. <laughs> you know it's all good. Uh, but um, they're getting ready to go, and one of the guys is like, I can't find my wallet because mm. they had taken it out to play. Right. They had on shorts, and and they're looking all over. I mean, he's panicked, mm-hmm. and so yeah. Hey, guess what? Uh, God really likes to find lost things. Right. So do you mind <laughs> if I ask him where yeah. it might be? Uh, like, of course, my boys were so embarrassed. Right. Like, oh, no, you know. mom. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough, mm. uh, get a picture of a crack between my washing machine and my dryer. Oh my gosh! Which he had thrown it on as he walked out to the basketball yeah. court. And sure enough, we go and look, and there it is. Wow! And that's, so that's fun. not like don't yeah, don't think so like fun, anything. Though. I'm just saying they were like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but that that was helpful. Yeah. To this day, mm-hmm. it I still depend on the Holy Spirit mm. to Come speak on. things to me and things that my kids are struggling with, yeah. or that God knows, and mm-hmm. in, in a loving way, yeah, in yeah. a helpful way, yeah. Um, but we modeled that wow. in our family, yeah. Praying about, and and trust me, there were many times, particularly when the kids were teenagers, they were embarrassed yeah. and yeah. Uh, 
but now they come back around. Right. It's like, oh, they all that, do it yeah, now. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But you, you establish an atmosphere of hearing mm. from God, expecting yeah. God to speak, yeah. God to move, angels to be around. Yeah. Demons are real. Right. You know, oh, you're going out tonight? Okay, just remember, mm-hmm. um, the minute you, you know, if you choose to drink alcohol or yeah. smoke weed or whatever, you're just giving the devil an opportunity, you yeah. know, of course. Yeah. Not but I think, I think it's huge. To, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's <laughs> huge. To like, so I have this thing where you can ask Kirsten. I lose my my headphones, my AirPods, probably every other oh, day. Oh no, those things and, are worth a lot of money. Yeah, I, I just keep losing them, and uh, I lost them like a couple weeks ago. And I I was like, dang Lord, like where is it? And I, I heard him say, it's in your camo jacket. So I, oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I I go look, and it's not there. I was like, you said camo jacket, and so I stopped. Didn't look for another week. I go to grab my other camo jacket. Oh. And I put it on, and there they there are. There they are. And I, I love hear the it. father almost giggling. He said, I said, a camo jacket, not that one. <laughs> I, so I'm just like laughing. And so I told Cadence, I said, Cadence, remember when I lost you? She's yeah. like, I was like, the Lord told me where they were. I just, I didn't follow through. Yeah. And so I think it's that model of, of setting an atmosphere. And I think like when it comes to redeeming the prophetic, I think you said it so much, so beautifully earlier. You said, we have a redeemer. We do. And in order to redeem the prophetic, we need the one who created the prophetic. Yes. And so can you talk to me about that? Like how, how important it is to actually lean on Holy Spirit every day, every moment. Because I, I think the church world has done a good job where we, mm-hmm. we rely on him in public, mm-hmm. on a platform. But I guarantee you have thousands of stories we could sit and talk about of you saying, I heard the Lord here and I missed it. And it was just between me and one person. Or I heard the Lord and it was right. And the Lord, the person was forever changed. Yeah. Why is it so important that the daily, the daily is what leads up to those big moments? Yes. Can you just talk about that from your perspective? Well, you know, Jesus said, apart from him, we actually can do nothing. Mm. And he means that. Yeah. Nothing. Are <laughs> <laughs> you serious? Like, what you mean like pray like for some? the sick? Yeah. Or, <laughs> right. And that's a painful, that's a hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. And particularly hard when you're a performance-oriented person, yeah. you're responsible, you mm-hmm. get things done. Um, and so learning to live in that union with the Lord where you're just depending on Him mm-hmm. and you are listening to Him and you're going to miss it like yeah. probably a thousand times a day. Right. That's what I love about him. It's fresh start, mm-hmm. a fresh start whenever you need it. Right. Yeah. And so it's being willing to just stumble, fall, try again, be reminded. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It's not automatic. But it is something, you know, for me, if I don't have that initial early morning face to face with him, okay, this day is yours. Yeah. Fill me now. Let's partner together. Lately, uh, he's, you know, as a church, we're doing this thing called um, Everyday Encounters yep. for Everyday Disciples. Mm-hmm. And what I found is I had gotten into a mode mm-hmm. where I was trying to trying to create encounters. Yeah. And I was feeling kind of like discouraged about it. I like, feel like what you're telling right now is so like helpful to anybody like yeah. listening who is like, does Di have these moments? Oh, yeah. She's revealing a moment oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> Like, okay, like I, I've got to try to do this or yeah. go there or call that person. Mm-hmm. And I was trying, and I and, and I was like kind of dreading the day. 
Like, oh, okay, I've got to create some encounters today. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry, that's just kind of how I was feeling. (laughs) Yeah. The Lord said, I'm going to create the spaces. Mm. I'm like, oh, you are? Yeah, so do I do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. But the way he said it, Mm. it like took all the pressure off. Mm. And and I'm, I'm a journaler. Yeah. So I've been journaling every day the most unusual, unique, crazy Mm -hmm. spaces he has created uh, for me to have an encounter. Mm -hmm. And and some days there are none. Yeah. And then I'll start feeling bad. And it's like, no, none today. Yeah. The space I created was just for you to sit in front of the fire with a glass of wine. It's like, oh, I'll take that space. (laughs) I'll take that that every day. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's huge though because – one of the ways, so a lot of people have assumed I've grown up in this culture. Yeah. I grew up Southern Baptist 18 years of my life. <laughs> Went to Rama, and now I'm vineyard, you know, I'm yeah. part of the vineyard movement. Like, so my, my background is not what everyone thinks. I've yeah. really been only operating, I should say, in prophetic for probably what, like six years or mm-hmm. something, Kirsten? Like, hasn't been very long. And I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, I ask, I'm like the guy, I'm like, I hope I annoy you with questions. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I started learning was, encounters don't look what I like what I think they look like. There you go. And that's, that's so good. That's been the thing that like the Lord has been literally wrecking my heart with. Like, I, I think I was probably doing the same thing. I was like, all right, Lord, there's 30 minutes right now. Yeah. We're here, which yeah. I think is important. Yeah. Like, and then I'll hear Cadence just giggle. Yeah. And I'll just start, I'll just start laughing. And there was like, that was my encounter with you. Yeah, there you go. I was like, what? what, what? Like, <laughs> there was no deep revelation. Yeah. There was no like, all of a sudden the fog came in yeah. the room. Yeah. And I've had those moments, but it's the um, hearing people laugh or yes. like all these encounters from my day that I've limited to normal. Yeah. I've called normal that he's called supernatural. Yes. Because he he has a very integrated view. Mm-hmm. We're very dualistic, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual, unspiritual, right. heaven, earth. Yep. And no, 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 the whole message of Jesus, he brought heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And so- And then placed it inside of us. <laughs> in, inside of us. And so everyday life, yeah. whatever we're doing- He's there. He's speaking. He's, yeah. And I think that's a part of redeeming the prophetic. Yes. I think it's easy to say, well, just give words as you go about your day. I agree. We should give words to people. Yeah. But the secret place is built on secrets. And sometimes yes. the encounters are just so you can have an encounter. Sometimes that's so it's true. Sometimes it's just those everyday encounters are watching your kids go play. Oh, yeah. Or your kids come home and say, hey, mom, I love you. Hey, dad, yes. I love you. And for me, like what I want to create for not only the next generation, but for families, is because he puts you into existence, you're an encounter. There you go. Period. Supernatural came into the natural again. That's an encounter. There you go. So, Di, I'm going to ask two things from you. Two things. I'm putting you on the spot. Just heads up. (laughs) I think one thing that I think is important as we watch and as we listen to Di, and we're going to have to do another one of these. (laughs) I could literally listen. And we we kind of went all all, over. I know. I could listen to you all day. Um, one of the things I think is important in redeeming is actually modeling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, I think we think we have to be like, okay, holy, holy moment, keys yeah, playing right, so Holy Spirit right. can come in the room. <laughs> but I'm wondering if you would model just prophecy. Sure. Not over me, but over Tess. Sure. Like just whatever, because I think, and we'll put a picture up of Tess or something. I don't know, but like <laughs> Tess is over there. She's awesome. She's or taking, you can come sit here. It's notes. up to you. She's taking our show notes, but... I think in redeeming the prophetic, it's demystifying even that. Like there has mm-hmm. to be like this holy moment. Well, Holy Spirit is in you and he's upon you. So it's holy. 
So what, like, just would you model that? Yes. And then I'll do the second one after that. Whoops. Yeah. yeah, just ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What does he want to say? Can you, yeah, can you model yeah. it out loud yeah. too? Like, I'm, you, I'm going yeah. to do okay, that. Good, yeah, good. I'm going to look at Tess. So I'm not looking at the camera. I'm yeah. looking at Tess. And by the way, she's very beautiful for those of you who... <laughs> I wish we could kind of swing the camera. Rich, can we grab a camera and just take it to her? Is there a way? I know they're all on tripods, but... <laughs> no, and... and I don't. I hear the Lord say that times you don't really believe you are beautiful inside and out, and the Lord sees you as beautiful both inside and out, and He wants you to embrace your beauty and know that uh, He's going to bring beauty out of ashes. There have been some ashes in your life. Some things have burned and, yeah, left a residue, but the Lord will bring beauty out of those ashes, and he will give you that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Mm. And so I bless you as a beautiful woman of God. Mm. Yeah. So good. So good. So in that process, yes. you're, I'm sure you're, you're listening to the thoughts of the Lord about so it. So the way, like you did put me on the spot. I did. But that's okay. Like when I looked over at mm-hmm. her, my first thought was how, how beautiful she is. Yeah, this wasn't practice. Yeah. This was me no, literally. No, and And then I realized... Oh, God totally agreed with my um, mm. estimation of her. She is wow. beautiful. And so then I just spoke the sentence, beautiful inside and out. And then as you speak, mm-hmm. you just, the, you know, you're just letting the thoughts come. And the Lord uh, prompted the, the text that I was quoting from yeah. Isaiah that, you know, he brings beauty out of ashes. He gives you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Yeah. And, and yeah. what I, why I wanted you to model that. So this, so preface to everyone. Yeah. I felt the father say to ask you because you were going to prove everything you said. Oh. <laughs> so you actually pulled out a scripture because you're rooted in the word. Yes. Which is critical. That's you mentioned true. that earlier in the podcast, yes. being rooted in the word. Yes. And then you also demystified it. You yes. saw something with your natural eye and you saw the Lord say, I agree. Yes. So I think when it comes to redeeming the prophetic, everything you just talked to us about, Di, you just did. And I was okay if I failed. And so we right. can even ask Tess, like, Tess. was... That like ten percent <laughs> right? Or... That was 100% right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was, yes. she's like sobbing. Yeah. You know? um, but I think that's that's huge. Though is not only mm-hmm. that you just became accountable. Yes. Everyone watching this just heard Tess say yes, one hundred percent. So that now you know, like wow, that was right, Lord. We did it. Yes. You know? So I think that's huge. And and the last thing I want you to do, uh, die before we go is, would you just actually um, just release like. A grace. I think mm-hmm. there's a grace on your and your your husband's life. Hap, um, I'm 28. Mm-hmm. There is something that draws in every generation from you two, and I don't get it. I hope I'm like that one day. Um, to where I have students asking to hear from you. Yeah. And a lot of times, to be honest, you see big gaps mm-hmm. where they're like, actually, they're not relevant. But what you're talking about is why we're on the planet. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. So. <laughs> There's just this grace and anointing that you guys walk in and um, that when I'm around, I'm like, Lord, let my legacy be mm-hmm. like this. Would you just bless whoever's watching? I mean, yes. if you get specific words about people wanting to be prophetic, I mean, <laughs> you do, you die. You're 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 amazing. But I think it's huge. And you can look at this camera right okay. here. But yeah. I think it's huge that everyone that's watching, like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, you know why you can do this? Because we all have the same Holy Spirit. We do. <laughs> Male and female, right. we're all good. Yeah, so would you would you mind yeah. doing that? And I yeah. think it's going to be such okay. a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you that I can give away 
what you've given to me, mm-hmm. that I can actually have rivers of living water flow mm-hmm. out of me because that's what you said. And I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. I thank you. I thank you for fresh mercy every day. I thank you for love that never fails. I thank you that you still are teaching. And I thank you that I get to impart, Lord. And I I thank you for taking me to the woodshed and showing me impartation is from you. I didn't agree with that, but you showed me from the scripture. I actually can impart. It's not me. It's what you've put in me. And so I want to impart. I want to impart to whoever's listening, just first of all, right now, the ability. It's God-given. It's his grace to grow and grow and grow and grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to the degree that you will always remain a sweet-smelling sacrifice to those who are seeking him. And you might be a sour smell to those who aren't, but that's okay. I impart to you grace to continue to grow and exude uh, the light and life of the Lord Jesus. And to hear his heart and speak his mind prophetically, I release that to you without fear. And to be open to correction and to receive that humbly and to get back up and know he's cheering you on. He's a good, good father. And so I bless you with that. And Lord, I ask that you accelerate their learning, that what took me 40 years to learn, Lord, right now you impart and take them so much farther in Jesus' name. And I gladly bless that and defer to that in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I can just feel Holy Spirit come in. (laughs) I'm like, am I in this planet? Um, We kind of went... All over the place. We did go all over I the love place. podcasts like that. I don't know why, because I think it, it gives people a grid, yeah. like where we're at. Yeah, I had a whole sheet of notes, you yeah. know, but... Uh, I think I think we needed... I think I want to do one where we just... We talk about the legitimacy of redeeming the prophetic. Yes. What that actually looks like from now to moving forward. Well, and I think we're going to give it a little bit of time mm-hmm. here as, again, like these different yeah. prophets, Jeremiah, Chris, yeah. they're now speaking more into it. Mm-hmm. Randy Clark, who's a great friend of our yeah. church, has been running different panels about mm-hmm. this. And um, I tune in to all of them too. I I, I want to stay very teachable. I want to stay mm-hmm. very humble. And um, again, I want to be careful, but you know, we have people who've left our church who are mad at us, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because, you know, we haven't, uh, yeah. like, defended the prophetic. Right. And and trust me, this wasn't, this isn't an easy decision. Mm-hmm. None of these are. You, you take these to the Lord, you know, yeah. it's never easy. There's a cost. There is mm-hmm. a cost. And this wasn't, you know, we didn't come to the conclusion lightly. Yeah. Um, you know, after I, I spoke uh, right after the election and said, well, you know, they aren't false prophets, but there's mm-hmm. some false prophecy. Mm-hmm. The pushback was not pleasant, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a little few months down the road, I think we'll all have learned, and yeah. I pray that all of us can stay teachable because God's heart is to keep speaking yeah. and empowering us yeah. to move in the prophetic. And I think when you feel the next podcast should happen, you tell me. Okay. And we'll make it happen. We'll do that. I think you've got a good pulse on it. I think the Lord's really yeah. using you to 
to shape generations through this. Wow. So um, we're going to play a quick game, five oh, yeah. for five. Okay. Oh, you know, yes. we played this from, we the, have. from the beginning. <laughs> um, your daughter said marriage was hot. So I don't know. It'll probably, <laughs> come, it probably came from your hat. So here we go. Um, the first word is going to be Holy Spirit. I know it's two, but first word, Holy Spirit. And I just give a one whatever word you response. Want. Yep. Oh. Whatever you think. What comes to mind? Oh, non-negotiable, best friend, incredible helper. I love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> number two, the Vineyard Church. Of Central Illinois, mm. God's Church. Mm, I love it. Family, very precious. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Word, eat it daily. And then one that I think is easily looked over, but communion. Ah. <laughs> I have a gold band on my hand that isn't my wedding ring to hat, but it represents my union with Jesus. Mm. And every time that I eat of his uh, body and I drink of his blood, mm. I'm reminded of the incredible union that mm. we have because of that. And so I know that was a longer no, response. But it pops into my head randomly. <laughs> oh, okay. Communion <laughs> is uh, not a ritual. Wow. Yeah. It, it's an encounter. We need yeah. to do a podcast on communion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ty's giving me all these ideas. But hey, thanks so much for joining us on this week's podcast. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Click the notification bell so that we get notice, uh, notifications on when we do new podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, subscribe. This was awesome. I love Die. Thanks for joining oh, us. Thank you, Samuel. We will yeah. see you next week. <laughs>